Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Well, hey, everybody. What is going on? Today is Tuesday. It's the 30th of August, 2022. We'll go ahead and do our contact info, and then we'll jump in with the show. If you want to contact me, the best way to do it is through the email, which is firearmscafe at protonmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at protonmail.com. And you can either send in a regular old email, and I'll read it out for you on the show, or if you would like, you can send your own audio recording, and I will play it for you on the show. Now, I used to have the voicemail. And I was using that for both this podcast and my other podcast, uh, The Armed Ape. And I got a thing from Google, oh, maybe about a month ago or so, saying, hey, you haven't, there hasn't been any activity on this for about a month, so you need to use it, like send a text, do this, do that, blah, 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 or you're going to lose it. So I called up the number myself like two or three times. I sent a, a couple of texts to that number. And then a few days ago, I got a thing that said, oh, your password has expired. And so I called up the number and it says to, you know, talk to somebody in customer service, press like 611 or whatever. So I tried to do that and it just, it just hangs up on you. So I don't know, maybe it's a good lesson or a good life lesson in not depending on a free service because they want to, you know, they can arbitrarily just take it away from you. And like I said, I had met all the requirements to keep the number, but unfortunately that number is for, for us is now gone. I'll probably go back and maybe edit out some of my past posts, maybe the past, you know, 10 or so or something like that. I don't know. The reality is, you know, I, I understand that this show is relatively small in number as far as how many people are downloading and listening to it and as far as people uh, you know calling in to say hello or dropping a quick email or something I don't get a whole lot of feedback and I understand again I'm a small fish in a big pond not like it was when I very first started the podcast back in what was it 2008 when I was sort of I don't want to say a big fish but I was kind of a big fish in a in a very small pond so anyway there's, there's a lot of uh, competition for, for listeners and things like that. So, and there's a lot of stuff that people get their, their media through either YouTube or uh, streaming services and things like that. So anyway, I still would love to hear from you. And if you want to drop a quick email or a quick audio recording, just go ahead and send it to firearmscafe at protonmail.com. If you go over to the website, which is firearmscafe.com, uh, excuse me, you'll find... Uh, my Instagram, YouTube, uh, what else is over there? Twitter and Facebook. Although I, man, I'm, I hardly ever go on Facebook anymore and I don't, I don't really miss it at all. So anyway, I don't know if I'm going to end up keeping it or if I'll, I'll just, uh, I, the, the listener page is over there on Facebook. So I may keep it there. You know, I, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, oh, also real quick, I have been putting up a few more videos over on YouTube as well as my Rumble channel. The YouTube channel is Every Blade of Grass, 
and the rumble channel is the squeaky wheel and those are both all one words with the first letter in every every word capitalized so what i've had to do and i don't again i don't know that really anybody's looking at my channel over on youtube it's still relatively small we are it is growing slowly though and i'm up in uh i passed 600 the other day as far as subscribers so and on there i have a lot of pretty much just whatever strikes my fancy so sometimes there's gun stuff sometimes it can be like a review on a washing machine or something like that but anyway the stuff on rumble is not censored so what i've been doing is i've got like a little sad panda picture that i put up on the youtube channel to cover up anything that way they couldn't say oh this is a tutorial this that and the other thing i do think and what i have noticed with with Rumble is it it is seeming to grow a little bit more. I know a lot of people are, are on platforms like Odyssey and BitChute and some other stuff, but I just don't really see those as taking off. Rumble seems to have a, oh, what do we want to call it? A, like a financial plan that seems to, that it seems like it's going to be able to work for them. And what I've also been noticing now, of course, it seems to be more, libertarian and right wing and some pro gun people are slowly starting to make their way over to rumble and i've noticed that within the past probably month or so that the amount of people that are available for you to follow and that's what they call subs their subscription service over there but for you to follow uh, is is growing and i've also noticed the people that are real popular that their numbers are growing. They're starting to get views. They don't, they're not getting as many views as they do on YouTube because YouTube is still the hundred pound gorilla or the hundred pound gorilla is the 900 pound gorilla. That's what I meant to say. There we go. Anyway, let's do a little story time today and it'll tie in a little bit to some of the videos that I have posted up over on rumble. And I'm also going to, I'm in the editing process of posting uh, this latest one. But I have a video where I do uh, a little bit of work on the, 20, the, the 21 SF frames that I have. And then I've, I show the 10 millimeter slide that I have. Well, I took that out the other day and I shot out at the range. And I also took out my 9 millimeter PCC. Now, some of you guys may have seen the previous videos that I did on that where I was having, I was using that stern defense thing. Well, I was just kind of scrolling through like primary arms or something like that. I think I got one of the emails and I said, oh, we got some stuff for sale. And so I looked and they actually had a Foxtrot mic dedicated nine millimeter lower and it was their premium thing. So it had all the, it was all built out. So the only thing that it didn't come with was a, uh, a brace or a stock or anything like that, depending on what you were going to use it for. So I thought, oh man, that's a, that's a pretty decent price. I'll go ahead and order it. And I think I ended up paying, it was on sale. It was like $224. Um, and then I think shipping was like 10 bucks or something. And then because it's an FFL item, you have to go through a local gun store, a gun store, or a uh, excuse me, or a um, uh, somebody that has an FFL license. So I I went to one of the local gun stores that I go to all the time. It was only like twenty bucks for them to transfer it, 
and it was an easy peasy thing to do to you order it from there and then you put on you fill out let's say like with primary arms you fill out this is who my the store that I'm going to or my FFL holder and I had also gone in and after I had done that went in and double checked with the guys over at the gun store and they're like oh yeah we know them they got all our information it's not gonna be a problem uh, when you usually when you're ordering online what you have to do is you'll you'll put the name of the gun store so let's say if it's like you know reliable guns or something like that and then you'll put their address and phone number and on their all their contact information their emails or anything that they have and then primary arms will then be able to look them up and contact and then ship that stuff out so anyway like I said that's kind of what that so I felt that I got it for a really good price and the question was well, once I get this thing, is it going to be as much as a, we'll call it game changer for lack of a better term, is it going to be as much of a game changer as I think it's going to be? And the lower on there, and, and what I may do in a couple of weeks or so, I may show and kind of go over the lower in a little bit more detail, and that stuff will probably be up on Rumble. And I'll put it on YouTube as well, but um, it'll... I think most of my stuff I'm going to start doing them on Rumble first and then over on YouTube second. And then YouTube is, in theory, will become sort of a backup channel, especially for the gun stuff. So I took it out there and I've got the uh, Hollow Sun on there. And man, I love that thing. It It is kind of a game changer. I, I think that having something where it's all designed to work together so the foxtrot mic lower has and it's it's the nine millimeter and it's the one that takes the glock magazine so what's neat is you can put in the 10 round magazines from the 26 and it, it does take the double stack so it's not going to take any of the single stack stuff you can put in the glock 19 magazines which hold uh, typically 15 you can do the Glock 17 magazines, which hold 17, or you can do the Glock 18 magazines, which hold, I think they're designed to hold 31, and if you get that extension, it, it puts you up into, I only ever load 32. I don't know if you could do 33 or not, but uh, I usually just will, will do 32 rounds in there. Having shot that thing, and if you go over again over to Rumble, probably in the next few days after you hear this, you'll be able to see some of the shooting I did with it. You'll also be able to see some of the shooting I did with the uh, with the 10 millimeter. Now, with that Glock 10 millimeter that I have, and I know we're, we're going to jump back and forth probably in between them, but so on the Glock 10 millimeter, I went with that KKM Precision barrel, and I didn't have really any problems with it. I thought it was plenty accurate. Now I have on that 10 millimeter, I have a, um, I, I don't have an optic on there yet. And I had put on a, the front sight of the Ameriglow front sights that are the uh, XL sights. So they're sort of like the suppressor sights. And they say on their little packaging that it is optic compatible. So, you know, anything that's optic compatible or uh, even if you've got kind of a milled slide, you still need something that, that sits up in there a little bit higher. And you can see, again, like I said, if you go over and watch some of those videos that I've got put up, you'll see some of that stuff too. The uh, sights that I used for 
from Ameriglow. I got those on sale, I think, from Primary Arms. They were like 38 bucks for both front and rear sight. They don't have, they're just the metal sights. They don't have any of the uh, white dots or anything. They're just, they're pure blacked out. Uh, and the, the model number of them would be GL429. So GL429. But I really like them. They went on to the gun, you know, really super easy. Uh, so with that 10 millimeter, because I had that larger sight, I had the larger front sight. And then I had just, the, I hadn't changed out the rear sight yet. And I just had the regular rear sight. So it took me a little bit to kind of figure out the hold of it. But even, even with kind of a wonky sighting system, it was pretty easy to shoot. I was actually quite surprised too. And I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know that I maybe thought, oh, it's going to be, you know, quite snappy or, um, but it, it wasn't. And I was just shooting um, 180 grain uh, S&B, regular 10 millimeter ammo in it. It was the the fully jacketed, but it's the flat point on there. So it's kind of what, what we used to call the old wad cutters, that type of thing. So, uh, but I didn't have any problems with it. I did have one failure to feed and that was, and I can't even remember now how many rounds I shot through it, but out of maybe between 75 and a hundred, I only had one. And I attribute that probably maybe everything is kind of sort of flapping in, or maybe there's a little bit of, of, uh, adjustment time or break-in time that I have because I'm using that KKM barrel. I know sometimes they say that you can, using those aftermarket barrels, what you can experience is you don't have the same level of reliability with maybe certain rounds. So, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I only had the one out of those rounds. And as I, as I go and do more and more shooting with that 10 millimeter, I'll let you guys know. I do want to try some different ammo uh, just to see what it likes, what it doesn't like. I want to try a few defensive loads in there as well as uh, uh, some of the heavier loads on there and some of the hotter loads as well just to kind of see what's going on with that. Getting back to the shooting experience with it, I found it to have a little bit of, what would I call it? maybe uh, a little bit of snap to it, but very minimal. It, it kind of reminds you of, you know, if you're shooting kind of smaller nine millimeters, how they can be a little bit of a, have a little bit of a snap to them. But again, I found it nothing that wasn't unmanageable. And I think the more that I shoot it, the more that that uh, perception for me of that snap will probably go away. I can see now why people are kind of 10 millimeter nuts. It's just fun to shoot. It holds 15 rounds. And if you wanted to, I'm sure you could get an extension for your magazines and you could have them that would hold probably up to 17. So you can have one in the pipe and then 15 in the, in your mag for 16 rounds altogether. So I, you know, you don't ever really feel sort of like you don't have the capacity for it. Uh, and I think I mentioned that I am planning on putting a, some type of a red dot sight on there. With my vision the way that it is as I'm getting older, the red dot sights for me are 
uh, and we'll use that phrase again, they're a game changer. Uh, they make it to where you can focus on the target or the threat or however you want to phrase it. And it helps you, you can keep both eyes open. So it helps you maintain what's going on around you, all that type of stuff. So anyway, like I said, I really like that 10 millimeter. I would like to, I haven't shot it oddly enough with just the regular stock barrel that came with it. And for those of you guys that maybe don't know the backstory with that 10 millimeter, I got a very good friend of mine. I don't know if he wants to have his name mentioned on here or not, so I won't. But he had that from like a past projects and things that he was doing. He had the actual frame. And so he's like, hey, do you want this 21 frame? And I was like, sure. Because I knew I can get the, I can get the slide. And this is what I thought at the time. I was like, oh, I can just get, the, I'll just go down and just get like an OEM Glock slide and then I'll just have a 10 millimeter for a lot cheaper than having to go and buy one in uh, in new or used or something like that. And it turned out that it was kind of a hard thing to find uh, a 10 millimeter, the Glock 20 slide. And, but I looked around, looked around and just, you know, kind of thought, okay, well, I'll just, as time goes on, I'll just keep looking and keep doing searches and things like that. And then, so I actually found it and I was able to procure the uh, OEM slide. Now, why they had just the slides, I don't know, and not the lower to go with it. I paid a decent price for it. It still turned out to be cheaper than me getting one used. The, even, even a used complete gun was hard to find. And when they did, they wanted so much money for them that I was like, oh, I don't want to pay that much. So again, the lower for me was basically free. And so I got the, the complete upper. So it, you know, it had everything was complete, got that all, sent that off and everything, got it at a good price. And because it's an upper, it's not considered an FFL item. So it just got shipped right out to the house. So uh, and then a little bit later, I picked up that KKM barrel. I didn't get it threaded or anything like that. I just thought uh, my main idea with that, and especially now that I've shot it a little bit, and of course I need to ring it through its paces a little bit more. But now that I've shot it a bit is that will be when, uh, um, especially if my wife and I, if we go out of state or if we're on the, on the trail somewhere, we live out in Arizona. So what's neat about living, we're down in the, in the Phoenix area. So we're close to Tucson. So you can go do stuff down there. We're close to, um, you can go up North and sort of up North and kind of East and you can go up into the white mountains or you can go up into Prescott or Flagstaff or some of those places up there, Payson, Pine, Strawberry, all those places. And you, there's tons of places to hike around and you can go up on the rim and all this stuff. So that is going to be I'm going to press that into service as my wilderness gun uh, but I still want to get the slide milled for the and I'm going to go with that hollow sun that has that closed emitter and I can't remember I think it's a 509 I think that's the the one and they have the 509 I think you can get it depending on what you want to get you can get it with that Vulcan reticle which has that big outside circle so if you're off a little bit or if you're at an odd angle you can see the so if you see the rim of the circle in the site you know okay I need to if, if it's on kind of the 
left side, you know, oh, I need to, I need to kind of bring it back and you'll, and it has a Chevron instead of a dot. Uh, but again, for me, that is going to be sort of a wilderness gun or a trail or a camping gun, that type of thing. So, and again, I will be able to have 15 round magazines. Oh, look, I'm getting a text. So anyway, let me reply here. I can, like I said, I can carry that. I'm going to look into maybe getting uh, an extension or something like that so that if I, if I am out in the woods, I can just have uh, that maybe larger capacity as long as it's reliable. And I will probably, I have to figure out what I want as far as uh, carry options for ammo and things like that. So let's switch and let's talk a little bit about, we'll go back to that Foxtrot mic thing. And if you've seen some of those videos and you've heard some of the, the shows in the past, I had a little bit of kind of a journey on getting that thing to run. And very quickly, I'll recap. This was a few years ago. And back then, about the only thing other than sort of oddball things here and there, if you wanted sort of a pistol caliber carbine, you were usually going with like a lever action or something. And usually those were in... 357 um, or 44 Magnum, you know, those type of things. And I don't, there, there were a couple of things that were coming out, but they were more kind of oddballs. And a lot of times you would have to go maybe with one of the MP5 clones or something like that. If you could, you know, if you could get them or find them, that type of deal. So I was looking at some of those and I found I came across that company Foxtrot Mike and I saw some videos and it seemed like well this thing is seems like it's pretty decent and it seems like it can kind of run on whatever and at the time I think they were doing a thing I th I, I want to say maybe they started with just uppers first and then eventually later they came and did their own lower and what they were saying is oh you can maybe go with a an AR type lower that's designed to to accept Glock mags and those were few and far between or you can get some type of adapter or you can use endo mags or something you know something like that and I don't even know if endo mags were around back then but anyway there were I think CMMG had their Banshee line and it came out but they were they were going for around 1700 uh, and maybe even a little more, you know, so it was close to $2,000. And I was like, man, I do not want to pay that amount of money for that. So I thought, well, what I can do is I can kind of Frankenstein this stuff. And I looked at a couple of the adapters and I eventually went with, as, as you guys have heard me talk about before, is I went with a Stern Defense adapter, the AD9, which is designed to go into a standard AR-15 lower. And you the adapter just slots up into the magwell and then you can kind of set it and kind of forget it so to speak and i thought well you know i can i've i've got a lower that's laying around a strip lower that's laying around anyway so i've already kind of paid for that with past money i ended up ordering a eight and a half inch upper the nine mil and what i liked about it it has on the and you can switch them if you want it has like a right or a left side charging handle that's up a little bit uh, closer to the to the to the muzzle so I liked that and I thought well I'll get that and I think I I, I think I got it on sale for around 300 and something I cannot remember what I what I paid for it 
but it was under, I know it was under $400. I want to say it was around like maybe with shipping and everything. It was in between 350 to 375, something like that is what I ended up paying. And I think I either got it on sale. I can't remember. Again, I go back and forth with so much junk and get stuff and then later sell it and all this other type of stuff. But anyway, so I got that. I had that strip lower. I ended up ordering a, uh, a brace for it. I ended up getting the, a lower parts kit for the AR-15 and you have to get a little bit heavier buffer and a, and a uh, 308 buffer spring in there to help, you know, run it because it's a blowback thing that you're using. And I had, you know, a, a host of kind of, mm, I guess we could call them problems or maybe you'd say maybe fitment issues. So I, I got it and I, uh, there's a video of uh, a buddy of mine, Ken, that we go out to the range and you see, I'm trying to shoot it and I'm just getting light primer strikes. And so it's like, well, this is just going to be frustration. So turned out that it was the ejector kind of sits a little too proud on the, on the stern defense thing. Uh, so I, I sanded that thing down, filed, sanded it down and then got it to where it could run. But, and then after I shot maybe oh, less than a hundred rounds through it, um, the stern defense thing and some of the other lowers also, well, we'll, we'll kind of jump back. So some of the other lowers there, like I said, there were some dedicated nine millimeter lowers that you could use, but you didn't have a last round bolt hold, hold open feature. And that was one of the things that the stern defense adapter had. And they had a little thing. There's a, there's a mechanism inside of it and it kind of looks like a little ping pong paddle and it's got a protrusion on it. And unfortunately that protrusion broke off. So I think I put maybe again, 50, 60 rounds through it. And then I went out to shoot again. I started shooting and I'm like, what the heck? This thing isn't, it's not holding back. It's not holding open. And long story short, I, I, uh, eventually kind of took it apart or I tried to contact Stern Defense. And I said, Hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. I had a whole fiasco with them. Their customer service was trash, was straight up garbage. In, in, in the adapters defense though, even though it wasn't doing that last round bolt hold open anymore, it still functioned as a adapter. So I, it, it, it still fed reliably, ejected reliably, all that stuff, but I just didn't have that. So after a bunch of going back and forth with Stern Defense, I ended up uh, just having them send me out the part and I've got a video up on YouTube about that. And I think it's on the Rumble channel as well. And uh, you can check that out if you want and you get more of the details of it. But I put it back in and I went out and I shot, I think, another 50 rounds or so through. And it was fine. I didn't have any problems. The thing is, I think it may be a fatal flaw or maybe I just had a, a part that wasn't... Uh, that well made or, you know, uh, had a, like a, a micro crack in it to where another, the replacement part won't, and it'll hold up for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of rounds. So I don't know. Again, I kind of, I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth with it a little bit as far as that. And I thought, well, I don't, is, is this going to be something that happens every five, 600 rounds, or is it going to be something where that little piece breaks off and it jams something up in the gun? 
what I decided to do, and that's again one of the reasons when I when I saw that Foxtrot mic lower on sale, I was like, "Well, shoot, I'm just going to go ahead and do this, and I'll try and sell the Stern Defense adapter, and then that will also recoup some of my money that I've put into uh, my PCC." And like I said, I it works so much better when everything isn't all Frankensteined up together. So again, I got it to where it would work but your your manual of arms on the stern defense thing the magazine eject or release is is kind of on the bottom of the magwell and you push it in it's it's a, a push lever so you would think of it sort of almost like an ak style or an mp5 style type release and you could get used to it real fast and uh, i did some other things that if you again if you go and you watch some of those videos you'll be able to see Overall, for a shooting experience and everything, I really like having I like having the Foxtrot mic to where it's the upper and lower, and it's all designed to sort of work together. And I'm I'm very happy with it. And again, like I said, it shipped with a buffer tube and the the 308 spring in there. You know, it doesn't have a. It's just got a standard, regular old, probably mil spec trigger. Um, the safety on it is the ambi safety but i think it feels like it's kind of like plasticky or something and what i may do is i may take the metal selector level level slash safety there we go off of the um that other lower that pistol lower that i have and just ship it on to the foxtrot mic just because it's a it's a 60 degree throw so it's a little bit quicker that type of thing and again you know not that I'm kicking down doors or anything like that, but it's uh, I just I liked it better than the uh, than the other. Uh, as far as accuracy, like I said, I will be putting up that video hopefully sometime coming this week, and uh, so the first week in September it should uh, drop over on Rumble and again on YouTube, and you can see I, I take a few shots with it, and I'm probably about 25 yards out or so, maybe 30. I, I think that's about how far the uh i was from the berm at the range and uh if i do my part man it was it was pretty accurate and i was shooting just crummy tula steel nine millimeter ammo didn't have one single problem not one thing at all so all right well i think we're gonna draw the show to a close like i said uh in previous shows i am going to try and and if i can do a couple of shows a week and but keep them a little bit shorter. So they're going to be probably half hour or so minimum. And then at the max, maybe not so much more than uh, about 45 minutes. And that way I think I can kind of put some more content out. So anyway, if you'd like to contact me, I'd love to hear from you again. The voicemail is gone. It's no more. Uh, so there is the email address, which is firearms cafe at protonmail, P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L.com, and you can send an email. I'll read it out for you, or you can send me uh, some audio that you've recorded, and I will play it for you. All right, my friends, I will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>